Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. 16 to 10 was the final. 10 points. Shockingly, not enough to beat the New England Patriots at home today. I'm Lars. Joining me, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. I love you guys, but I am so sick of another freaking game like that sitting here in this bar with you two. And the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also here. We got broken ketchup and we got broken dreams. I broke a ketchup bottle today. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> it had it coming. We'll get into why. That ketchup been looking at us wrong the whole game. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere where you find podcasts. Download and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your loved ones. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. And if you get a chance, leave us a review on iTunes because that's how most of you get this podcast. Had a couple nice ones this year. I've had a couple shitty ones in the past, but that's okay. Whatever your opinion is, go ahead and share it. Or just pick however many stars you like. Five? Cool. Two? Maybe keep it to yourself. Give us five stars. All right, gang, let's not waste any more time. It was a very frustrating, exhausting, and ultimately futile day. I imagine a lot of our listeners are not are not really up for it, so let's just get into it now. Okay, ready. I can't imagine we're going to have any kind of insight or any kind of take from this game that everybody isn't already feeling because... I really think that Bills Nation experienced this game collectively. Now that 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 will all change, of course, once we get Bill on the phone, and he'll he'll say something that none of us had considered, and probably none of you did either. It was a very rough game. Playing the Patriots twice a year it got old about nine years ago, and it always seems to be games like this where we're right there, a couple plays this way, a couple plays that way, and we can win. And yet, for some reason, they never ever seem to go our way. It wasn't all ugly, though. We'll get into the ugly stuff. Uh, in fact, half of this game was quite good. Very, very good, in fact. And it's a goddamn shame we had to lose. So, Cass, we'll start with you. You're the Bat Blue MVP of today's game. So I know in the CBS broadcast that they closed it out saying one thing that was clear today was that we have a very good defense. However... I do want to give a shout-out to Jordan Phillips because I think that man came to play today. He was amped up, and we needed that from him. With, with Harrison Phillips going out, we needed him to have a bigger role, and I think he, he put on his big boy britches today, showed up, and, and delivered for the defense. So I know overall defense played remarkably, but I just want to give a special shout-out to him on the defensive side. Just a suffocating effort all the way around from the defense who only gave up what? So I want to I want to just as an example of what the defense did against the New England Patriots. Um, If I told you guys at the beginning of this game that one quarterback will be throw 18 for 39, I think you had predicted around 40 passes for Josh Allen. 18 of 39 with a 46.2 percent completion rate, 158 yards with one INT and zero touchdowns for a QB rating of 45.9. Which quarterback do you think that would have been? Not Tom Brady. That's right, but it sure was. And part of the reason for that was some spectacular coverage, um, as well as run control that was by Tremaine Edmonds, who's my uh, Labatt Blue Player of the Week. Uh, you know, there was a lot on social media this week, Cover One uh, and a, a bunch of other the Buffalo reporters uh, were defending Tremaine Edmonds, uh, much to the sh- 
uh, chagrin of a lot of Bills fans. Now, now, last week I said maybe the tape will prove me wrong, maybe the stats will prove me wrong, but I just didn't feel like he made impact plays. Uh, and I think that was a complaint that a lot of people felt. Um, you know, the tape did speak a little differently. But this week the tape will show that he made major impact plays, whether it was in the passing game, tipped passes, uh, really crazy diagnosis of and, and quick to the ball plays on on, on run defense. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds was on a mission today, and um, and, and it was it was actually a, a really exciting thing to watch, just knowing how long he's going to be in a Bills uniform. It is a damn shame that we lost this game because of the effort given by the defense. And I think as we go through players, we'd be remiss in not mentioning Matt Milano as well. Yep. yep. Um, we're gonna uh, get. To, we're gonna get you know, to linebackers a, in general. Yeah, uh, yeah Lorenzo, Lorax, of course. Uh, we're gonna get to Milano here in a minute uh, for a ve- from a very, very, very specific play and something that I was harping on starting in the first quarter today. I do. Want, I want to take a little. I want to take a little stroll over the, to the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Because I believe. And, and, and this is what makes us Bills fans. This is what gets us up in the morning. This is what keeps us cheering for this god-awful, not like a god-forsaken team. They, they've been redemption. forsaken. Uh, is the fact that I know, I know that if the Patriots hadn't taken a vicious cheap shot on our quarterback today, that we were going to win that game. I know. Yeah, I'm with you. I know that Josh Allen wins that game. I know that he finds a way to will the ball into the end zone at the end there where Matt Barkley simply could not. I know that to be true. We'll get into Josh Allen later, but I do want to touch on some some uh, some offensive players. There, 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 because even though the, the offense wasn't that good, there were some good players today. DJ Yeldon. Yes. Start there. Yes. Uh, uh, Bill tried to rake him over last week because of the fumble. Okay, fine. Yeah, I get it. And, and I, I think it always sounds silly when people talk about, like, well, you had that fumble in the preseason, too. It's like, oh, for Christ's sake. Like, yeah, the guy fumbled twice. Fine. He, is he, also, he makes plays with the ball in his hand. And, and he he's catches a great the ball. Patch, catch, and he was, and he was good back. today. He made he almost made it. A, a, I know, the one in the end zone. God, oh, that was yeah, an awesome play. Well, and then we didn't. Yeah, but anyways. <laughs> and how can we not talk about the ageless wonder himself? Frank Gore. Yeah, 15K, baby. And, of course, the rookie sensation, Mr. Reliable, uh, it was well speculated shortly after we took him that he might turn out to be the steal of the draft. Dawson Knox, boy can play. Yeah. That boy can play. He set up the first touchdown. And then they just went silent. I, I know they were probably leaving tight ends in the box for protection, but I don't know why when things started to not go well or, or we were on drives, we just didn't go to our tight ends more often. So I want to talk about all the things that our team did terribly, but I, but we've kind of circled around it for a second. We talked about Matt Milano and the play that he made coming straight up the gut and getting into Brady's lap. And then Tom Brady, without even looking down the field, spiked the ball at his feet. Not at a receiver, not past the line of scrimmage, not outside the tackle box, not intentional grounding. This guy grounds the ball constantly and we've talked about it very specifically in regards to him about letter of the law versus spirit of the law and how consistently he is in violation of the spirit of the law and yet he gets away with it defensive lineman coming in grabbing josh allen's face mask they get away with it stefan gilmore grabbing 
John Brown's face mask. Flag gets picked up. They get away with it. A cheap shot that the guy's probably going to get fined for is offset by an offensive holding call. They get away with it. A try on the, uh, the, the screenplay, the, the impediment on the screenplay. Bad challenge, and we'll get to that in a Bad challenge, but, but, but the dude is spirit, looking at our player. Spirit of the law versus letter of the law. And these guys somehow managed to thread that goddamn needle every year. It's quite obvious, at least to me, and I commented on it to both of you in the first half, that part of their strategy against Josh Allen was to commit penalties against receivers and dare the referees to throw penalties on every play. This team is a bunch of low-life scumbags coached by a low-life scumbag, and I'm sick of playing against them twice a year. If we have to be without Josh Allen for one goddamn week this year because of that hit, I am going to be livid. This goes against everything that the NFL supposedly stands for, and these cocks get away with it every year. Yeah, because they have been for almost two decades now. They have been caught and punished by the league twice for cheating, and we have to play them twice a year. And every year, it comes down to a bounce here and a bounce there. And on top of everything else, we have to overcome their cheating asses. And I'm so sick of it. And you think that it's not coincidental that Brady tweets about Thursday night football and how there's too many flags and he has to, like, turn the game off? That's obviously planned in stage because they are one of the worst teams in the NFL, but don't get calls. I am so sick of it. You know, it's it's such bullshit for multiple reasons. First of all, the NFL is the biggest two-faced bullshit organization in the fucking world. Uh, they don't give a fuck about player safety. They just want to have a little campaign about it, um, and they want to protect their, protect their little fucking ivory boys like, uh, like uh, what's his name, this fucking bitch, Brady. Uh, meanwhile, other QBs they could give two shits about. They could give a shit if fucking Josh Allen gets his head taken off. They could give a shit if fucking Cam Newton gives, you know, gets his head taken off. Uh, because, you know, he's not their golden boy. So fuck you, NFL. Fuck you for everything you fucking stand for. Uh, and second of all, you know, we, I just don't get, I don't get what is wrong with the fucking officials. And they, we did not lose this because of the officials. I'm not saying no, that. I'm not saying but, that either. But what the fuck, like... Have some fucking integrity. You know, when you see the, the, the mic'd up portions of these things, these fucking officials are fanboys. They're complete fucking fanboys. They sit there and like, oh, Mr. Brady, like, they want to suck his fucking dick right there on the goddamn field. And it's like, just what the fuck? Like, don't do that job then. Go be a fucking whatever the hell it is you do in your sorry-ass life. Go back to the fucking gym like fucking Ed Hockley's and go fucking do something else. If you want to be a ref where you are an impartial judge of the fucking game, then be an impartial fucking judge of the game. Somebody threw a, somebody threw a flag because they saw someone's hands on his Brown, face, yeah. on John Brown's face. They, they saw that happen. How the fuck? How the fuck? Do you then pick up that flag? Did someone convince you otherwise that, oh, no, your eyes had been mistaken? It's not like you have to hook that receiver's face mask. It's not a face mask. It's illegal hands to the face. And Zay Jones', Zay Jones's or, or John Brown's head turned. Like, I don't understand how that flag gets picked up unless you're just a fucking fanboy. And to put a pin in this, I, I, I go back to this. Like, it's not even good for the league. 
the, the fact that it's been one team in the Super Bowl representing the AFC now for, again, two decades, that's not fun for anybody else, and everybody's sick of watching it. And, and here's the thing. We are not asking for the game to be one-sided. We're not saying, oh, stop going, stop, you know, give us more of the benefit of the doubt. No, just be even. Be equal. Be non-partial. But that's all we're asking for. Like this was a, this is it's. They're still a very good team. Their defense is very, very good. Partly because they dare the referees to flag them, and the referees won't acquiesce. Because the fucking fanboys don't want the Patriots to lose. That's all there is to it. They want to go get fucking Patriots. Uh, Patriots I don't want to believe that's true, Suits. But at this point, like I'm out of explanation. Honestly, honestly, God, when you hear these guys talking to Brady, you know, in like the NFL films shit. It's like they're just, like, around a god. You know, he's a fucking NFL player, just like everybody else, and a fucking cheater at that. All right, well, now that we got that out of our system, let's talk about some of the bad things our own team did. Uh, I think we're going to talk about one in particular, so let me get a couple names out of there first. Um, Can we each just go around round robin for Josh Allen and all the shit he did wrong, and then everybody take someone else? Yeah, well, I want to start with Sean McDermott, quite honestly. Now, uh, Brian Dable. Uh, so, Sean McDermott... Is somewhere between Labatt Blue and Jenny Creamell this week because he had the defense ready, obviously. Obviously, he's doing an awesome job coaching his defense. But his performance today as a head coach, blowing all three second half timeouts, one to potentially divert a fake punt, two bad challenges. It, the, the one about the fake punt? Like, coach your team. Everyone should be ready and prepared. You're going against the Patriots. Like, that shouldn't be. We shouldn't need to blow a timeout there. Agreed. That was horrible. And, and here's the thing, though. We're at least fortunate as Bills fans because this is very out of character for Sean McDermott to be unprepared. But again, this is why playing the Patriots twice a year sucks. Because you are on the edge of a friggin' razor out there for 60 minutes. You can't take too many bad calls, you can't make too many bad throws, and you can't make too many bad coaching decisions. You can't do any of those things, let alone several of those things, or excuse me, all of those things, several times. This was a winnable game. A couple bad calls, Josh Allen did his part, Sean McDermott did his part. This was a game right there for the taking, and that's why playing these guys and I don't know if we just psych or I don't know what the fuck. But Sean McDermott, it gets my uh, non-Josh Allen, uh, uh, Jenny Creamel. Does anybody want to talk about Zay Jones before we get into Josh no, Allen? fuck Zay Jones. We're going to all talk about him. because And Jeff is definitely going to fucking talk about him. Uh, but I'm giving mine to fucking Lee Smith. Like, what did we say? The one thing that I asked for was mistake-free football. And obviously Josh Allen gave us plenty of fucking mistakes. But, you know, the stupid shit. Three false starts, I think. Yeah. You know, and then and still getting in fights with think. people and a hold and and it's just like these stupid fucking plays where we had a free play on on, on a on a third down and that would have been a first down and there was another fucking hold. I mean, it's not all Lee Smith, but these stupid fucking penalties. It's one thing to be like, oh, it was a technique thing, and but the, you're getting inconsequential penalties. But the biggest one being Lee Smith. Like, clean up your fucking act. I know he's been great for us this year, but this week. The only thing we needed to focus on this week was mistake-free football, and Lee Smith, outside of Josh Allen, typified our failure to do so. Well, it's a good thing that the defense played mistake-free. 
because if the defense would have had errors like the offense and the special teams, yeah, oh yeah, we're coming back to that. Um, then it, this would have been this would have been a brutal, brutal game. But the defense was so good today that they almost made up for the horrible play on offense throughout most of the game. Cass, anything you want to add before we get into? Yeah, I touched on it. I I agree, Josh Allen. Learning opportunity. I'm not quite down in the dumps, but Brian Dable. He's not I'm going to learn shit. His brain is on the fucking field somewhere. I'm sorry. He's going to puddle Brian on the field. Dable. The play calling, I think, was abysmal. I, I, why? Why? We are having success running the ball. We are having success short passes, and we're having success were over we the middle. Were we having success running the ball? I mean, yeah. we, we had a couple big runs. Yeah. But then could we do it consistently? Well, we didn't try to do it consistently. I don't know. I, Name when we were literally stopped, like three, play, like stopped multiple times in a row on running plays. Po- lots of positive yards. We abandoned the run. I, I 100% believe that. All right. And I, I blame Brian Dable. And then the other thing is, is where were our tight ends when we started doing more short route passes, when we got Yeldon involved in the game in the second half, things started to turn around a little bit on offense. I just I I think that we were schizophrenic. He was trying to be too cute when you're when you know what your quarterback can do. Long bombs down the field were not working. Okay, but okay, that's where I'm stepping in here because why? Because this is what I've always said on this podcast. And if you want to transition to Josh Allen, that this yeah. is a perfect yeah, yeah, opportunity yeah. to do so because I, I if. Unless the play calling changed dramatically when Matt Barkley came in the game, Matt Barkley demonstrated that, no, there were throws underneath to be had, and if you could hit those guys in stride, then there were yards to be had. Yep, and, and those were successful, and then yet we still but go Allen for was, longer down-the-field throws. No, it wasn't open. It wasn't working. But Josh Allen was the one doing that. Josh Allen was the one making bad decisions, forcing the ball downfield when it wasn't there, when there was stuff underneath. Barkley was doing it, too. Th- those are the plays being called. Those are the routes being asked for our wide receivers to, w- to run. They weren't there. They were not working. Well, t- to that point, though, Cass, they were playing 10 guys within three yards of the line of scrimmage. Like, and, and at some point, you've got to be able to hit on some of those. I, I understand, but what if they're playing that many people, you know your quarterback's going to be pressured, then where's where's the smaller, the quick out routes? I, I Where think, is all that stuff? You I don't have Josh time to go down I think the field. Josh, Josh was bad today. Yeah, I, I, I want to say that. I think that, you know, with most plays there are some short medium and deep routes right and I think Josh wanted to go on the deep routes now my bigger concern uh, yes was he seeing the underneath receiver that uh that Matt Barkley clearly did see like Matt Barkley used his outlet receiver textbook when he did come in uh and Josh Allen was not seeing those we both saw on the third and sixth play uh where he threw I believe to Zay Jones and 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 he missed it um, they're not Zay Jones. He threw to someone deep. It was third and six, and the broadcast showed that uh, one of the uh, crossing routes was wide open. What I noticed is that not only was that crossing route open, jo- uh, Zay Jones's crossing route was open. Not that we should ever fucking throw to Zay Jones again, but the point is that those underneath routes were there, and I don't think Josh Allen saw them or he wasn't going after them. And more importantly, this guy is supposed to have a fucking cannon of an arm. So why is it that Josh Allen all of a sudden can't throw fucking downfield? What the fuck is that all about? Like, I mean, that's concerning to me. Okay, fine. Yes, was he? Is he going to be an expert receiver, uh, expert QB that's great at throwing underneath when the Patriots are trying to take that away? Maybe not. But they were there. Those routes were there. We saw it on TV. And but more importantly, even if they did call those plays, Cass, even if they did call the deep passes, 
those were there. Our receivers were open, and he's not connecting with them, and that's very concerning to me. And, and that's fine. Give him one or two, but I don't know why there were multiple uh, possession after possession. And here's the thing. What was the thing? We came out of halftime. What would we do? What did we do coming out of halftime? We made some adjustments. It worked, and then it went away. I, like, literally... That's, that's Belichick reacting to what you came out of the halftime with. I mean, I think that that's, that's the, you know, And also, when reaction. Josh Allen was taken out of the game, we, we had the ball all the way down to the five-yard line. I mean, like, we, the offense didn't just go away. I mean, it no, was, I'm talking about the play calls went away, not the offense. I said we, we did a good job, and you're, then you're we You're never going to get me to agree that play calling was one or the other. Like, you're just Play not. calling was terrible today. Offensive play calling was abysmal. Now, keep in mind that we, in terms of running the ball, there were several times we ran the ball where, where Gore started to get wrapped up, right? He wasn't getting the success that he got in the first. I would love to know his yards per carry outside of that one big run uh, in the first half versus the second half because I think that they were keying in on him a little bit. Uh, and, and, and he was getting, you know, those more of that two-yard runs, that type of and thing. And also, fuck it. If we want to beat the Patriots, you got to have a quarterback that can beat Tom Brady. Like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to run the ball to beat Tom Brady. I, that's fine. But I also think you need an offensive coordinator that can put your quarterback in the position to do so. And I don't think Josh Allen was put in that position. Today. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't agree with that at all because I think that there were underneath routes and Josh just wasn't throwing to them. His decision-making today was awful. Yeah, I mean, like... His accuracy was awful. I'm sorry. Every... What the like? What's with the rolling out to the right and trying to the hero ball shit on the last interception? What is that? I mean, honest to God, we saw for the first time when he played Darnold that on the Darnold Allen first game, right, where they both those fuckers ran to the sideline and then threw the ball. What everyone thought was a throw out of bounds, but he threw it back in the goddamn uh, play uh, field of play, and Darnold did it, and then Allen did it. We're like, oh, they're just rookies. They'll they're, uh, they'll never do that. Make that mistake again. But Allen does it fucking repeatedly. Yeah. You know, and uh, so let's get let's get fucking teed up. Let's go on fucking Josh Allen. We win this game if it's not for Josh Allen. Yep. Because sack, suddenly a field goal is out of range. Sack, suddenly a field goal is 49 yards rather than 42 yards or whatever, uh, 49 yards rather than 44 yards, which, I mean, the difficulty level of that goes up exponentially when you add another five yards there. Um, and, and it's just like also on that play, the Patriots got away with a uh, hurdling penalty, but that's yes, fine they too. did, yes, they did. But you know, we've already been there, we've already been there, yeah. right? So, but the point is, is that and also you, then from the five yard line, you kick the field goal to go up three, right? Right, and and, and the other thing that you know, uh, we we're just talking about Josh Allen, so we'll come back to the offense as a whole because the one thing that I also want to mention and get back into is not just that. We gave opportunities away, meaning we, 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 we screwed up, we turned the ball over and things like that, or we got sacked. And, and It's that when we had the time to capitalize, we didn't execute. When we had the ball within the five-yard line, we didn't score points, either field goal or touchdown. I mean, when you're playing the Patriots, you have to score them. It's, 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 that's just it. You just have to. Well, and that's the thing. 17 points does it today. Yeah. 17 points wins this game, and, and we were right there. It and was Again, I go offensive play calling. Whosever decision it was on fourth down to go for it, why? Put the points on the board. That last possession, if we're going down the field and instead of saying, like, shit, we got to put the ball in the end zone, all we have to do is get into field goal range, way different. I'm, 
I'm I'm a I'm a coin flip on that one. I, I really am. Yeah, I, I, I see I, both sides of that. I, I agree with I you, Cass. That that it would have been nice to get those points, and maybe we would have gotten in field goal range. But I, I don't know. Did that drive end in field goal range? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. Maybe so then we would have tied the game. Do you really want to go drive, to overtime? What drive ended? The end. The last no. drive we had. We were close. So we, we were weren't close. right. We weren't. But 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 the point is, is that. But then we go to overtime. Great. And then we have to play the fucking Patriots in overtime, right? right? I mean. Like, I mean, who's going to score for, I don't know, whatever. But that's, but I see also the point that, hey, we haven't been down in the fucking red zone, certainly not at the goddamn one or two And it went right through Zay Jones' hands. Right, it was a duck thrown up, too, though. It was a shitty. It was in his hands. Yeah, it was in his hands. I know, it's fucking Zay Jones, but uh, we're going get to get into that. But, um, so, I mean, you know, the other thing is that, yeah, the, the lack of vision, right? So I know that it's a, a, a second-year player playing Bill Belichick. Right, and he was not touted for his ability to read a defense. And also, this or is a very like good Patriots defense. It's a very good Patriots defense. At least we scored. Hey, we're the first fuckers in the NFL to score a touchdown on this team. Um, and but you know, are, are we still talking about Josh Allen? Or can I talk about other shit? Make it quick. I want to talk about the fucking special teams. All right. What the fuck? We are lined up on that punt with inadequate numbers. Like, isn't that what those people that are sitting behind the line are supposed to do? They're supposed to count the number of players on the field, make sure that everyone is accounted for. They had four guys on one side of the field uh, on our line, and we had three. Like that's just a simple thing. Maybe it's even the punter's fault. But more importantly, why aren't we doing anything special? Like, sure, John Roberts has a couple good runbacks. Uh, no, that's not his name. That's not his name at all. Was Andre Roberts? Sorry. All right, okay, I did that all by myself. All right. So we had a couple good runbacks. There's a couple decent punt returns, but there's just nothing special that's going on. It's it's just like it's it's unfathomable to me. And so you can't make a mistake like that. And miss field goals, and granted, Hauschka was in a bad position, and then not do anything special. You have to at least play even ball, right? And on the Bojo punt, it was like twenty, the twenty-five yard punt that yeah. put us there again. There was a player running directly at him, not picked up. No one touched him. No one had a clue. Well, how does that happen again? How does that happen again? I mean, that's the thing with special teams, right? It's not fucking rocket science, right? It's supposed to be 99% of the time, this is how this play goes. 99% of the time, it's a touchback. 99% of the time, it's either a fair catch or the person gets tackled within 5 to 10 yards of catching the ball. 99% uh, of the time, the ball gets punted away, right? To have it go wrong, I mean, they showed, right? Two block punts since 2000 for the Patriots or something like that, some, something crazy. Um, and to have it almost happen again is just like... If that's your only fucking job, right? It's like what we it was like our wild card from last week. We talked about this. This was your only fucking job is to make sure your punter's protected. And sure enough, Bohorquez had to shank a punt because he had to kick it early. All right. Well, that's about enough of that shit. Um, we got a couple. We got a couple correspondents to get online, including uh, maybe I don't know. We'll see if we can touch base with them. I'm sure it's pandemonium there. Uh, Drew from the Rockpile Report is going to try to join us as well to give us the view. He's going to be drunk as hell. Uh, so let's t we'll try to get Jeff on the line here. And uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Love. Well, that sound means it's time for tacos calientes. It's tacos calientes. Arriba. I want some taquitos. As we all know, tacos calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with his tacos calientes, all the way from Austin, Texas, is Jam and Jeff Day. Jeff, another Patriots game in the books. Another exhausting Sunday afternoon. How are you doing today? Oh, friends. Uh, they really, I told myself before this game, 
that I was going to not try and get too emotionally invested because I wasn't expecting to win. I just wanted to see a competent and competitive game. And alas, I got sucked into the vortex and um, got far too emotional and and slightly in a state of depression here this afternoon. Um, But uh, so so um, what has to be one of the stranger Patriot losses that we've had? Um, because I, I actually did pull up the uh, the game stats here as I was I was waiting your guys' call, and when you look at the the game stats, you almost shake your head. Um, and I because and I'm going to get into it in a second because besides for two and a half Bills players, this team was sensational today. Yep. And we're going to get into those two and a half players in a second. And my half is actually composed of two quarters that I'm going to give out. Wow. But. But, but besides those two and a half players, this team was absolutely, this team was sensational. Yep. Um, you know, we outgained the Patriots by 100 yards. We held Tom Brady to 150 yards passing and a quarterback rating of 49. Held him under 75 yards rushing. Um, what more can you say? The defense was absolutely spectacular. The Patriots punted nine times today. Um, and it came down to four interceptions. And so... You know, those two and a half players, and the two players really, and I don't know who you guys gave your Jenny Cremales to, but it's obviously going to, you almost only need two, because today it was Josh Allen and Zay Jones. All right. Well, we knew you were going to um, talk about Zay Jones, so we kind of left the floor left, open for We you. left that one for you. Okay. So, yeah, you guys, well, well, let me talk about it. So, first, let me just address Josh Allen. I mean, you know, what? What? I actually am really disappointed um, with the injury and that he wasn't able to... Uh, to play out the rest of that game, either good or bad, um, but have a chance to lead us to come back. Um, but that that chance to lead us to come back o- o- would only have been re- n- necessitated by the fact that this was his worst game as a pro. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, there's, it, it, it was by far his worst game this year. By far his worst game. You know, I, from the, the, the Green play, Bay game last year was pretty brutal. If I, if I remember correctly, the first play today was, like, you know, meant to be, like, an easy little out pass to Cole Beasley. Yeah. That he, that he like, underthrew by three yards. You know, one of those yeah. one of those E.J. Manuel-looking throws. And you, you know, and, and I don't know. He looked like he was, he looked like he was nervous. Yeah. Um, you know, he looked like he was out of his element. I don't know if it was, it was definitely the biggest game he's played in. You know, all of the Bills legends were there pregame, you know. Daryl and Marv and Bruce and Kelly, um, you know, so there's a there's a friggin' marriage at halftime. Um, you know, the, the jets are flying overhead, and he and he looked nervous and he looked bad. And the things that we want to continue to have him eliminate, which is the the hero throws and the ten yard sacks, were on full display today. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we talk about the fact that a lot, a lot of has been said over the week about, oh, well, if you get rid of the hero ball, you're also going to get rid of some of these incredible plays that he makes, like that third and 17 completion for 27 yards last week. But at the same time, you know, we, it's just, I, I, what I don't understand is what happened to the fundamentals. I mean, this this kid was finally starting to show some fundamentals, but now, and I hope that people talk about this during the week, but the footwork was all fucked up. He was throwing off the back of his foot all the time. It, it, you know, he it was like, it, it just, he didn't set his feet. It wasn't doing all the things that he had gotten so much better that he'd worked with Jordan Palmer on over the, over the um, vacation, or sorry, <laughs> over the off season, sorry. <laughs> um, but I just, I just don't get 
you know, wh- the, I mean, whatever. Everyone's allowed a shitty game, right? And including our second year QB who was supposed to be raw. But I, I, what I didn't like was the regression stuff. You know, get outplayed, not be able to figure out and try and throw a pass and get picked off. But don't do it because your footwork was bad. You know, and I think the, the, the one specific play, you know, he threw three picks. He had a fumble, you know, some of which I think as Bills fans we're going to have to live with, as you mentioned, Tuki. But the one in particular that we've seen over and over again, which was the rolling to the right yep. and launching yep, yep. the ball downfield, that is the one in particular that he has to eliminate. Yes. You know, I mean, the other one, you know, the ball down the middle attempt to John Brown, you know, where he maybe didn't see the safety. You know, some of those I'm actually willing to live with. He's trying to push the ball downfield. Okay. It's the rolling to the right, hero ball, throwing it up for grabs, if you will, that we got to eliminate from his. And, you know, and I think Dable, you know, I think at one point, I don't remember after which interception, but he's on the sidelines, you know, clearly pointing to his head saying, use your friggin' head. What are you doing? Um... So I'm sure you guys have covered Josh, but I mean, how many points did we have taken off the board today? Nine. At least nine. Nine in the most conservative sense? Nine, well, uh, in the most liberal sense, because okay. one would have been like the, the missed field goal would have been five yards uh, five yards closer. One, he scrambled, sack, scrambled out the back and got sacked and pushed That's us right. out of field goal range, but we still had a long-ish field goal. And then the other one would have been the field goal, short field goal attempt that was the failed attempt in the end zone to your boy Zay Jones on fourth down. Do you want to talk about Zay Jones? And that doesn't even keep in, put into account the John Brown where he was clearly pass interference, and I don't think we ended up putting points on the board there either. Yeah, so back to Zay Jones. I know that at some point maybe mid-last year I, I, uh, I drafted an apology note on one of the pods to Zay Jones. I mean, I, I, let's take that back and rip it up into shreds and put it back into shred and rip along because I can't stand this guy. And one of my one of my predictions before the season ended, we each made a few predictions. One of mine is that, you know, by year's end, this guy will not be dressed or will not be catching the ball. And I think the first few games in particular today is, again, validation of that. Zay Jones had, was targeted eight times today. He caught the ball twice for a total of four yards and had two interceptions on the guy that he was, um, that, he was that was covering him. Now, don't get me wrong. Josh Allen is responsible for both of the interceptions that were thrown against Zay Jones. But Zay Jones' lack of any intelligent or physical effort to not only catch the ball, but to play any sort of defense is beyond acceptable. Yeah. I mean, well, and, 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 unless we forget the third interception was overturned that went through his hands that we just referenced the fourth down play inside the red zone that's correct you know the potential game-winning touchdown that yes not a perfect throw um that goes through zay jones hands which is what now the second ball that went through zay jones's hands for a potential game-winning touchdown in his career in buffalo you know what have got that you know who caught duke that williams Parsley? duke williams that's right yeah, yeah I, exactly I, I, and, and you know who caught contested balls throughout the game Dawson John Knox. Brown with a with yeah, a John one-handed Knox. catch. Dawson Knox with a one-handed catch. Cole Beasley, who's like five foot two, you know, making grabs all over the field. You know, I mean, Zay Jones not only had the, the drop catch in the end zone, but on the last drive, he also dropped a ball that was yes, it was low from yeah. uh, Barnes. It was the drive before the last drive. I can't recall, but 
you know, again, a ball that was a 12-yard catch that should have been made that wasn't. Yeah, you and know, this it, guy is, it, it, it makes ahead, me Steve. nervous uh, that uh, Josh Allen was thrown at people's feet, and I was like, oh, God damn it, that rookie, you know, is his footwork's wrong. That's why he's throwing at their feet. He can't. And then fucking Matt Barkley, the vet, comes in there and he was thrown at everyone's fucking feet. And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe this is a systemic issue. <laughs> this is not okay. But, but like, I think the biggest point is, especially in that last interception by Allen, right? Zay Jones is standing right there and I feel like does nothing yeah. to try to break that up. Nothing. Push the guy out of bounds. Like, grab the ball. Do something. And it's just like, ho-hum. Oh, I'm just you standing know, here. It's like, God damn it. Like, I know that's not your job, but, like, have job. some heart. It is have your job. It is your I job. I mean, it's... It's your job. You're correct. a football player. You're a football player yeah. first. But, I mean, he's not he's not in practice, like, playing defense. But uh, you, They should he, practice it. Yeah. If they don't. But you're right, you got you to figure right. they do it. But he's right there, and the guy's in the air. All he has to do is... Pick him up and continue him out of yeah, bounds. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and then if if because you now we have the rule, right? When we were wa- yeah. started watching football as kids, you had the rule that if you get pushed out of bounds, it doesn't count. What a ridiculous rule that was, by the way. Yeah. But uh, Jeff, that, so I'm very curious to know who your half player split into two is. Yeah. Oh, yeah sorry. So I was trying to because because I didn't want to take away from really the sensational effort and, and play of the entire defense. What more is there to say? Absolutely astounding effort. The other players that I was going to call out, it's, it's really this came down to Allen and Jones, but I had to give a, I got to give a, a quarter of, of an issue with Lee Smith for four pre-snap penalties. Got it. Um, I mean, that's just that's just tough. And then my other quarter, even though on the stat sheet he had a good game, goes to TJ Yeldon, and it's and it's only because, and overall I thought TJ it only goes for two specific plays. One was the trick play that. Um, the defender McCordy actually made a great play on in the end zone. Yes. But again, I would love I would love to see Yeldon come down with that ball. And then on the last play of the game, the interception, Yeldon picked up the wrong guy for the blitz. Uh, and he missed he missed the blocker coming off the end, and that led to Barkley getting getting a sack interception there. But, but he had a better right. game overall, right, than last week. I mean, like he 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 made yes. some big plays. That I was going to make a joke about Bill's going to come in telling us about a bad game T.J. Yeldon played. But Bill, but Jeff did it for us. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jeff. He did. We he counted did. you for the and good part, hot takes, okay? Part, 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 part of that, I gotta be honest, was I thought about that when I brought it up. Uh, I just wanted to see the reaction. So, right. um, but no, the other, and so yeah, overall though, I don't want to take away from the. Uh, there's a lot to like about today's game, actually. You know, it's mostly on one side of the ball. Um, but still, a really, I would, this was the proving ground for how good is the Bills D this year. You know, we played three games, three teams that were combined one and eight in the first three games. You know, now we go against the the Patriots offense, and uh, probably had our you know one of our best outings against them ever. We just got to get our quarterback to put it all together, man. I mean, like I'm getting sick and tired of saying that. We've been ta- say, we said it through Tyrod Taylor, we said it through Ryan yep. Fitzpatrick. Like we just like I can't sit here and watch another stellar defense go to waste by not not middling quarterback play. Bad quarterback play. Yeah, and, and you know, let's. So I said at the beginning of uh, maybe the second, halfway through the first half, I said, you know, is there any possibility we could just forfeit our games to the Patriots? Because I'd rather just play everyone else, put in our like third stringers for just <laughs> developmental effort against the Patriots, except those two losses, right? Everyone else gets an extra week of rest. We get three bye weeks during the course of the year, and then the first time the Patriots get to play us is in in live is when. We play them in the in the playoffs because we can play great against everyone else. We are more rest. We got all that shit. 
if it's going to be a foregone conclusion that we're going to fucking lose, like, why are we wasting our time? Why is our quarterback now probably concussed and might be out for weeks um, because we fucking played a team that we were inevitably going to fucking lose to? But anyways, I mean, I, I'm just, uh, I'm so fucking sick of playing these guys. Jeff, what were you drinking down there today in Austin? Today I was taking the day off, actually. I'm coming on the heels of a two-week vacation where there was a fair bit of imbibing. So today was my uh, today was my off day. Again, I, thought, I said to myself I wasn't going to get sucked into this game because I wasn't drinking and I wasn't trying to be non-emotional. And then, you know, then Zay Jones reminded me why I, uh, I get so fired up. Well, I'm glad you at least got to travel for a change. <laughs> Anyways, we are three Dude, one, don't right? let Lars be bitter. All right. Oh, all right. he's you, so bitter. You're not having kids, oh, motherfuckers. You, get yeah, out of here. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a decision we made. That's our lives. Support it. I support your decisions. You support mine. <laughs> I have somebody who loves me unconditionally. Jeff. <laughs> you're going to fucking babysit my kid, okay? <laughs> Jeff, it's always, always a pleasure talking to you. Glad you made it back without any kind of uh, exotic illnesses from your travels and... Uh, Yet. We'll talk to you next week after the Titans game. Dengue fever. Until then, yes, go Bills. Sir. All right, guys, go Bills. Well, he's the hardest working Chicago landlord living in Milwaukee. It's Buffalo Bill Nichols. Mr. Yeah. Fix It. Just fix it. Uh, Bill, plenty to fix about today's Buffalo Bills <laughs> in a loss to the Patriots once again. Where are we starting? What are we fixing about this Buffalo Bills team? Well, I don't know what you – I mean, you said plenty, plenty to fix, and I'm not sure that that's accurate. I think that the, there's one – Unlike you to reject the premise before answering the question, but please continue. Although Jeff Day agreed with you. No, I really don't. I really don't think there's a lot to fix uh, other than Josh just having a really bad first half. Um, I, I, I just think that, um, you know, you get in a hole against the Patriots and the fact that you can stay in the game is, uh, is quite amazing. And, you know, holding a team to nine points or whatever, seven points, uh, I can't do math, but, uh, holding their, holding their offense to, uh, you know, limiting them to that is, uh, is all, is all you can do really against the Pats. And we had our chances. Um, Josh missed, missed a lot of throws, even those five yard throws guys that like, we're used to seeing him. He's been hitting, um, you know, some of the first few games, he was just sloppy from the beginning. And, uh, and you know, you fix, you fix that. And the game is, a, it's a different game. So, so you're um, fixing Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bill, we talked about it earlier. 18 of 39 for 46.2 as a percentage rating, uh, 150 yards, and Ooh. one interception with no touchdowns. We would have thought Ooh. that that was Josh Allen, but that was Tom Brady today. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was, that was Tom Brady. Well. So that's the thing is that games like that, when the Patriots lose, that's what Tom Brady's stat line looks like. That, that we did what we needed to do to make Tom Brady lose. It's just that we did so much dumb shit on offense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, penalties, right? Like, But some of those penalties, are, well, at least two of them were false starts. Um, yeah, we got into Lee Smith a little whatever. bit. We got into With Lee Matt. Smith. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, here's the thing with Lee Smith is once, he's, once he gets one foul, then all the refs start looking for fouls from him. Um, so that's unfortunate, but fuck, man, I don't know. Uh, I mean, 
You know what else I'll fix is uh, is Zay Jones being on this team, um, yeah. being in the starting lineup. You know, even guys, even even the plays that are like going to him where he doesn't come back for the ball, like that's just that, to come back for the ball, get a hand on it. You know, like don't just like be like oh shit, he underthrows it. Like okay, he underthrows it. Like you come back for it. So I want to. You know? this, this is a good time to remind everybody that Zay Jones was our leading receiver last year. And I think that the vitriol aimed at him today more than earned. Don't get that's not where I'm going with this. But I think that what we're seeing instead is how bad he is when we have other competent receivers on the field. And you see, like, hey, what's what's this guy's deal? He went right. from being the guy who led the team in catches last year to us being like, hey dude, what's up? How come every yeah. time we throw you the ball, it looks like a clown show out there? Yeah, but he was that way last year. Like I know he led the team, but we all no one no one was that's like how, all in on Zay Jones. I think you missed the point. The point is that's how much better our receivers are this year than last year. Yeah, I, I want to talk about just another thing, Bill, to fix is that we went into this idea with the Cassie smirks. just gave me a, Cassie's still rolling her eyes over there, by the way. Yeah, I am. Ca- I am. Cassie no, but the yeah. point. Well, okay, so one other thing that I was thinking about fixing is Cassie just yeah. left the fucking Cassie. room. We agree with you, girl. Uh, Cassie just fucking left. Oh, she's got to pee. Okay, she's finally emptying, that's fine. She's finally so, emptying that. Ca- oh wait, ca- I thought Cassie's had a cavernous bladder. Yeah, no, well she did. She's finally emptying it. All right, so Cassie will be in there for the next forty-five minutes peeing like a fucking camel. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I wish she was here to hear that. Um, uh, okay, she would just get up and leave. All right, was. so uh, you know we had this idea that uh, we're gonna play with a bunch of Smurf receivers, right? And they're gonna get separation. We're gonna do a Cole Beasley. I'm, glad, do you're, Josh. I'm glad you're touching we're on this. We're gonna do Josh Thank Brown. You. Is gonna get res- uh, you know separation deep. We're gonna get Cole Beasley. He's gonna get separation underneath, and maybe Zay Jones can do some uh, some slot work and and, and etc. What we've come to recognize is that our quarterback likes throwing up contested balls. Yeah. Uh, he didn't last year. He didn't do that last year, and it was just either hero ball or he would just run it. But now he wants to make a play from behind the line of scrimmage, and so he's throwing up some contested ball. Maybe it's time to get a receiver that can catch contested balls, like Dawson Knox, who's done a great job, but maybe we bring up Duke Williams. Yeah, we mentioned um, maybe, him. And, and maybe not we talk about some people that are some big-bodied receivers. Not to say you get rid of Cole Beasley, not to say you get rid of John Brown. Um, but, you know, Robert Foster's roster spot is kind of looking superfluous at this point. So so that's what I wanted to yeah. say earlier. And we, we did mention the thing about Duke Williams. Not facetiously, by the way. But when you were talking about John or Josh's deep ball, my reaction to that is we don't have a deep ball receiver. Like we have John Brown. I think John Brown caught deep balls because he wasn't the focus of the defense. Now that he's one of the primary receivers, he's not going to beat a guy like Stephon Gilmore deep. I mean, he's not he's not Sammy Watkins out there. He's not strong off the line. He's not that fast. So, uh, super as, fast. As as we're watching, yeah, but as we're watching balls from Josh Allen sail over Zay Jones' head, all I can think is, when it went deep to Sammy Watkins, we knew that guy was going to catch it every time. It was almost like he had an extra gear where he would kick in, and you couldn't overthrow the guy. And I don't. I, it, Yes, Josh Allen has to get better at the deep ball. I don't think he's got a good deep ball receiver out there. Uh, I I agree, and it that is going to be a, a uh, off season thing. Listen, I mean we we were able to address uh, we were able to address it and improve it this off season. Um, we you know we know guys realistically like we're not where we need to be, and there's got to be improvements made from a roster standpoint. So 
Um, we got better on the offensive line. We still can get better out on the offensive line. We got better at receiver. We can still get better at receiver. So um, it's all right. It's all right. We're getting there. Agreed. Um, and, and, and I don't think – the good thing is, is Brandon Bean has proven that he – you know, the way that we talk, we're – traditionally as Bills fans like we've always been like are we the fucking only people who realize this like why are they not making moves but um but I think Brandon Bean has shown that he makes the moves that, uh, that we talk about and we're it's not us right I'm not saying like it's literally just us but um but he's he makes a, he, he makes the smart moves and and you know like I don't know I I feel okay that that, uh, that we're going to make those moves in the offseason. Just hope that we can find enough enough in our team to, to make a push here in the playoffs for this year. I'm not sure we need to wait till the offseason, quite frankly. I think that the the roster, if you look at the roster week 2, 2018, and look at the roster week 15, 2018, it's almost, especially on offense, night and day. Billy, what were you drinking up there in Milwaukee today? Well, it's funny, man. Uh, so, uh, my plan this is as, as uh, over the past couple of days I thought to myself I need to get rid of every New England IPA that I have in my fridge okay make um, IPAs like, clear again baby yeah it just I just needed to make sure that they're in my like uh, uh, in my neighbor's fridge or something at least for the day but it ended up I just whatever forgot about it didn't have time and I started drinking a little bad blue and we weren't doing so well. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go like reverse jinx and start to drink the New England IPA. And then all of a sudden, we started to play better. So I just continued to drink New England IPA. Uh, I was drinking that M43 from Michigan, the one that you can get everywhere. But I thought that was exclusive to Michigan. Um, it's delicious. I do the bad blues as well. Um, sorry. I'm sorry my reverse jinx did not allow uh, us to completely... Uh, Clearly win the game. A for effort. Well, we got the Titans next week. Back on the road. Until then, go Bills. Let's get Devin Singletary back. We're going to win the next game. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! is the Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills drinking beer. Uh, and Cass has rejoined us. Welcome back, Cassie. Yeah, sorry. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I thought you didn't pee, Cassie. We, I thought you had a Cassie's cavernous bladder. We did have a... I needed a moment. I needed a moment. Cassie's been gone for like two hours peeing. I took a number three. She's Whoa. like a camel. What the fuck is a number that's three? Why, that's why you look so much more relaxed. <laughs> I was drinking the uh, ch- the cherry cider once again today because I have a scope tomorrow, so um, we'll find out if I'm allergic to dairy. Hopefully I'm not. Maybe I can just work in some gluten every Wait, once in a while. Will you please, as your as a gastroenterologist, would you please just take some yeah. budesonide? Like, I just can't. We'll, t- we'll talk not. about it. Ugh. Okay. Gas, what were not you having? Budesonide. You had something like know. Party Slam or House? Yeah, the Party oh. Pillow. It was a very nice Hefeweizen. Very good. I dr- I've been drinking German beer all weekend in pretty good it's glorious love it coming to you now suge uh i drank a pseudo sue um after the game just because 
you know, it, it, it was painful. Uh, but um, I want to talk. We had a block party this weekend, and we had a variety of Oktoberfest beers just for Cassie. And I had something from Oak Park, Illinois. I think it's called the Hopschlager. I will come back to you Lar- uh, after uh, Lars talks about his beer just to make sure that that is the correct name of it. But Cassie, nice German, uh, uh, not a um, Marsen. Oh, Marson, okay. right? Like beautiful, like nice caramely tones. And I drank that probably the majority of the evening, despite me being, you know, not that guy. And there was IPAs available. And I drank that. As I say, you know, it's like an oxymoron that uh, October German beer has like hops, right? They're, they're not a hoppy beer. So like a hops lager or whatever, like that's, that's not the case. So this, apparently this place in, in Oak Park is known for their lagers. And so that's probably how it happened. I don't know. Quick aside, we got a note from one of our Australian listeners last week. I think he was Australian who uh, gave us a shout out for some of the musical selections. I know that Suge likes to fancy himself a DJ twisting knobs on the board, but rarely does right. anybody Sounds recognize so the uh, sometimes, some often oftentimes on point and uh, thematically relevant music that is incorporated in episodes. So, thanks for that. It felt nice. So uh, we're talking a lot about, you know, Bill or somebody's, maybe it was Drew. I'm not sure. Drew, by the way, from the Rock Pilot Board had him on. Stay tuned at the end of this episode. You can hear that interview. He was driving in his car. It didn't really come through very well. So we're just going to stick him after the credits. Uh, Rock Pilot Report, longtime friends of the pod. Check him out. Also, good opportunity now to give a shout out to our friends over at Buffalo Bills maybe next year. Always enjoy hanging out with them on Twitter and going back and forth. Had a lovely exchange this week. Love their podcast. Do download it if you enjoy us, too. But, but uh, Drew was talking about taking the high road and always wanting to, to be the better team, be the better, be the better player, be the better, be the better man. And today's wild card is the opposite of that because we tried that now. We've been trying it for almost 20 years against Tom Brady, and it's just not working. So, Suge. So, you know, yeah. Like, like, like Lars said, we tried to just... Be better. We try to just be better. But the problem is that when you do try and be better against the Patriots, they cheat. And then you just try and be nasty. And you try and cheat. You try and say, hey, let's, let's take a, uh, a lick out of their playbook. And then the refs fuck you. And because, then you get caught. You know, they get you. They get. They don't get caught, but you get caught. Just like fucking Belichick's son was out and and during warmups today when he's not allowed to be. And Sean McDermott, of all people, is the person that has to usher this person off the field as opposed to the fucking refs that need to do their fucking job. Sorry, all the F-bombs missed day. Uh, but, you know, we tried it every single way to beat these guys. And short of, like, straight up somehow, you know, causing bodily injury, which, of course, they did to our quarterback, but we wouldn't do that to theirs because we'd probably be castrated by Roger Goodell. Um, but the point is that we've tried it every way. We've tried it the right way. We've tried it the wrong way. And at this point... I just came back from New Orleans a couple weeks ago, and I only have one solution, and that is black magic. We need voodoo. We need to straight up put some type of weird curse that involves a chicken bone, a chicken foot ground up with a little bit of eyeball grease or something that's into a little magic spell and put it into his, into his food or something. And you know, I don't want to. I don't want to poison him. Well, well, I'm not that person. But let, well, let me, what let, would we do to him? Allow me. So while you guys think of how you could manage this, I already know exactly what I'm going to do, uh, because I am a. But my the the 
the entertainment that I consume via television is mostly the Buffalo Bills and paranormal investigation shows. They are my guilty pleasure. One in particular, The Dead Files. You can find it on the Travel, the Travel Channel. Highly recommend. Oftentimes, at the end of an episode, Amy Allen will suggest that if the homeowner does indeed have intent to cleanse their house, that they need to come into contact with a Reiki master. I watch these shows all the time. I don't know what a Reiki master is. I could have Googled it many, many times by now, but I haven't. I kind of enjoy the intrigue. I'm better off not knowing in some ways. However, right now at work, my team is a skeleton crew. We are down five people. We have replaced zero of them. And we just went through a round of hiring, and there was one resume that we passed on, even though we all had a good feeling about her, and now there's ample opportunity to bring her onto our team. Why do I bring her up? Because she lists as special skills that she is a level two Reiki master. And I, I wanted to hire her just to talk to her about that, but now I'm going to go straight to our team leads and be like, hey, pull out, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna say her name, pull out her resume, get her on the phone, we need to get her in our seat before the end of December because her and I have some work to do about sending some bad juju, some bad vibes directly toward Tom Brady. Don't think that I won't. Even if it means bringing her on contract to hire temp hourly, I don't care what it takes. I am going to pick this woman's brain. And if Tom Brady shows up with an infected toe that somehow works its way to his brain and he's a, he's a drooling shell of a man for the rest of his days, I had nothing to do with it. Wow, I love that. That actually might work, Lars. I mean, like that's like. I told you, I have a plan. I'm a very I have a plan, man. and then I was like, wait, that actually has like a level of reality. I have a plan, to it. and I got a guy. All right, so girl. I think I've told you guys before about superstition, about how you know my mom, family growing up, a monkey jumped on the roof on an inauspicious day in India, and they burned down the roof because it was like bad luck, and that is like the level of superstition that I you know grew up. You know, understanding. Everything just There's another into focus. story that um, that actually, like, my dad, when he tells this story, like, literally, like, it, he, like, shakes because he's so scared of it. And it's called the Bhuta. You have to say it like an Indian, okay? You have to say, you can't just say Bhuta. It's not like, you know, like a telephone booth. It's a Bhuta, okay? And that is this weird ghost that occurs in India, apparently. And my dad was walking. He used to get up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, like every parent tells the story to go to something in the neighboring town and you know it's like the sun's coming up during that time and it's foggy and suddenly this thing appeared in front of him and uh, it was a giant like pillar of smoke is what it's always described as and that's the Bhuta that's the demon and the idea is that if you see it and you turn and run nothing happens but the next morning that person is found dead with a hand mark on their back. Okay? So my dad kept going, kept walking, scared out of his mind, kept walking until the pillar of smoke was over a local Hindu temple. And as soon as it got there, it disappeared. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to find me a Buddha. I'm going to find me you a booth. You think there's one in Park Ridge? Uh, there might be. Your there's Hindu temples suburb. around. They probably don't go to the Hindu temples. I should probably go to like, the antithesis of the Hindu temple. I don't know what that is. Lincoln I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it's probably the Lincoln Station. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to go there. I'm going to hire one. I'm going to give him like 50 bucks. And what I'm going to do 
I'm also going to give him a container of CBD oil. Because we know how scared Tom Brady is of anything, like, anything that's like, oh, I know there's no toxins in my body. And the booth is going to show him some CBD oil, and then Tom Brady's going to run. He's going to run. And guess what's going to happen the next morning? Hand Giselle's going to find him with the hand on his back, dead. So that actually reminds me. So if it doesn't work out with the Reiki master, one, of, the my, one of my fraternity brothers used to curse people. Um, I can tell that story some other time. I'm actually afraid to tell it because people did end up dead. Coming to you, Cass. So I don't feel like I really want to do bodily harm. Go big or go home, girl. I, I, I understand. <laughs> we're not playing. We're playing for keeps. And I think we're done. We're I done being nice. The, 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 the male direction is let's do bodily harm. I want to do like emotional harm. And this is why we have a woman on the podcast. Yep. And the girl. reason why is because Lars said something earlier today. He goes, well, I have someone that loves me unconditionally, right? I want his children to Who's, literally. Wait, hold on. Please specify. No, no, not your children. Yeah. Tom Brady's children. Okay. Tom Brady's children. Not your children. Sorry. I want Tom Brady's children. Like literally, like does he have a daughter? Like his, his daughter doesn't want her to walk her down the aisle. Like I want that. I want him wow. to be a to be his kids do not like him. Wow. Because you know what? That does a lot of emotional damage, and the emotional damage that he's put on me, I'm gonna put right back to him. So no bodily harm, but like he's gonna be going to his grave at like 80 or 90, knowing that his offspring don't love him. I can't have that man live till 80 or 90 because there's a distinct possibility he will still be playing football. Okay, I don't care. I don't care if his kids don't love him. He's still playing football and beating the Bills at 80 or 90. I'm out. I like where your head's at, Cass, but I'm definitely getting my buddy on the phone, and we're going to work up a little whammy action and see what happens. All right, well, this has been fun. Uh, as we said before, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Thank Google God we're not play, playing the Patriots Stitcher, next week. Yeah, whoever. Fucking Titans, right? Titans. I, and we better, we better not come out flatter than piss on a platter. We better fucking two. just tear that we fucking team apart. We better tear them apart. And we, well, who knows if Josh Allen's going to be playing. I mean, God almighty. By the time you're listening, maybe we'll know better. I guess he's in concussion protocol now. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Rate us on iTunes. Just give us a couple stars or say, hey, no, what? No, not a couple. Five. Give five us, stars to be exact. Give us five stars or, or write up a nice review if you got something nice to say. If you got something mean to say and you're still listening, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Until next time. Cass, so... Uh, what anniversary trip to Nashville? You get, you're not gonna. Yeah, I was. We were actually supposed to go to a wedding that uh, got postponed, so we didn't book the trip to Nashville. Would have been a fun trip. It would have been. I, we've done it before. Um, I will tell you, the party. If anybody is going to Nashville, holy hell, you are in for a party. Well, we we said today, if not for Jackie being with child, we probably would be there next weekend. But we're not. We'll be I here. I will definitely not be here as well. You're not gonna be here. Nope. All right. Well, I'll be here for the second half next week. Until I'm back then, the, you gotta cut the fat. I got the cut the fat episode. I'm back at the obesity conference. Until then, go Bills. The Bills make me wanna. So it's always good to get a little perspective from in the stadium from the cheap seats which is why we called our boys drew from the rock pile report today to talk to us i'm sure i'm sure that the uh that the ralph the rock pile new airfield whatever you want to call it was rocking today it sure sounded like it on the broadcast I'm sure the atmosphere is crazy i'm sure you guys were feeling a lot of what we were feeling on steroids but we wouldn't know unless you told us to so tell us what was happening 
today at New Era Field. Well, I'll tell you what was happening. If we had to, oh, I'm going to let a Porsche, there's a Porsche actually swerving out of traffic and then back into it. I'll tell you what the stadium was like today. Today, at the stadium, it was in us because the defense was playing their hearts out. They were leaving every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears that they had on the And yet, at the same time, the offense was leaving everybody wanting. And ultimately, it was ultimate frustration. I mean, we had a guy who's, who flew here from Portugal. Who flew here from Portugal to watch the game? And he's watching the game, and he's trying to remind everyone around him that, hey, it's not over. Yeah. But Bill's fans knew it was... We've seen this movie before. I'm, I'm sick and tired How of this movie. Guys? How were you guys? How'd you guys make out? So, we did okay. I mean, like, I think that we were I mean, obviously frustrated and just... As we have said, you know, you can't really make mistakes and expect to beat the Patriots, let alone multiple mistakes on offense, multiple mistakes in clock management, multiple mistakes on special teams. Like it just like you can't do you can't do any of those things, let alone all of them. So the feeling was, hey, let's not get emotionally tied up, but then we're watching a team who should otherwise be winning a game, leave nine points on the field in a six point game just rip our hearts out because it was there to be won and that was the feeling here. Despite all the fucking disasters, right? That was the thing is that during the first half we're like, oh, oh my god, oh now they just scored a touchdown off a punt. Okay, alright, so let's all just settle into, let's wait till the end of the game We'll get maybe we'll get the rig up early and we'll get this mics up and we'll get out of here early we'll Maybe just... we'll get the ball last. Maybe we'll have the ball last. And yet at the same time they did back. Hey, I'll tell you what, I, I said it earlier, if Josh Allen wasn't concussed in the locker room, we're, we win that game. Josh Allen marches down the field for touchdown. There's no doubt in my mind. And, and, that, I, I, and here's the thing that I know people are mad at me right now. Because even in the stands, on Twitter or social media, I've been, I've been saying, why is it still week after week after week, the Patriots, can, every time we play, the Patriots can knock one of our best players out of the game and there's no response. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not calling for blood, but I'm calling for Yeah, I mean, I think, you know what? Look, Greg Williams, whatever, the targeting, all that nonsense. There's still, that's your quarterback, man. You know, and you, you got you to gotta do something. So even if it's I, one of the linemen goes up and rips that guy from the face mac and tears him to the ground and beats the shit out of him, like, fine, get ejected from the game. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Cody Ford doing that and then Tainasaki coming yes. in and playing the right tackle position, which he's better at. But, uh, but you know, I mean, there's got to be some type of retribution. Like, it's just it's just un, it's not okay. I mean, and, and, and we saw some of that last week where we were excited about it and everyone was excited about it. Even Josh Allen said, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to get a penalty, but I kind of love that he has my back like that. But... Man, I mean, and also how fucking stupid. We talked about this earlier with the NFL, like that a fucking holding call reverses a targeting, you know, like just a straight-up targeting that it would, you know, players should get ejected for. And that's it. In college, that would get you thrown out. In college, you'd be writing an apology letter to your, your – you'd be writing an apology letter to not only the player, but also your team, to your, uh, to your AD. And yet in the NFL, it's a flag. And, and to their credit, it was an offsetting play. So there wasn't even really any damage. Nope. No consequences. It's it's one of those things that's going to stick in my craw for a while. Yeah. There was no consequences. 
them taking liberty. And yet, our team is coached to take the high road. High character guys. Guys who are going to fight for the last whistle. I love that. But at the same time, what is it going to do when a team, arguably one of the best teams in football, decides you can't beat them by taking the high road, so we're going to take the low road. You're just going to take it. Well, I, how long do you I, have to live? No, it, it seems at least one more year, and I, I'm not convinced that they went into this game expecting to do anything but the low road. Before we let you go, how can how can our listeners find you? What's the best way to reach and hear the, the Rockpile Report? Well, I'll say this. Guys, as negative as I'm being right now, the stadium was loud. People were plowed right up until the final whistle. It was incredible. If you can make it out to the stadium for the game, you have to. You have to make the trek out to New York to check out what a building game is like. You can find us at Rockpile with the You can find the podcast at Rockpile and we're on our way home to go record our own press conference. You can find it over there. Love it. All right, buddy. We'll keep your eyes on the road. We'll be talking to you soon. Later, sir.